swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We are your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. You there? Hello, hello, hello. What? It's not normal. Fear change. Hey, hey, hey. All right. We're back. We have a week preview today. We're going to talk about the week. We're going to preview it. Obviously, there's injuries that happen Ugh. in between episodes, as unfair as it is. And we got some storylines, some big ones too. So let's get into these injuries right now. Are you injured or are you hurt? What does that mean? If you're hurt, you can still play. If you're injured, you can't. So are you hurt or are you injured? My guys are starting to come back, which is good news. I'm happy about that. This is my personal injury report of my team is starting to get a little better. Trevor Segris came back tonight. That was exciting. So maybe Sonny Milano can actually get back on it. My team is coming back. So TJ, you can be super happy for me. We're never happy for each other. I got Kucherov back. Pretty stoked. You did get Kucherov back. Yeah. yeah. Kucherov is back. That that's exciting for Fucking you. Finally. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty not excited about that because I don't ever want your team to be good. Your team can be bad all the time. That would be great. It has been. All right. Let's get into it here. Enough fucking around. Logan Stanley, that big son of a bitch is out with lower body injury, probably because he has like seven feet of lower body. You know what I mean? So like he's out. It could be somewhere within that seven feet worth of frame. Dude, Logan Stanley, he's a big son of a bitch. I would not want to mess with him. TJ and I went to a, a Flyers game and they were playing Winnipeg. He's fucking huge. He's huge. We saw him. We were like, oh, my God, he is that big. He's a fucking monster, but he's out. He is, you know, mainly a periphery kind of guy. You know, he's not going to really affect you in points leagues as much, but his hits aren't going to be there because he is out with a lower body injury. This next one is definitely more fantasy relevant, and that is Jacob Markstrom. He is out with an undisclosed, and I can't really find anything too much about it. However, Dan Vladar is going to be reaping the benefits. Now, he did get shelled last night by the Carolina Hurricanes. That's fair. To a tune of 6-2, to two, I believe it was. Yeah, it was second half of a back-to-back. Yeah. But he's tired. He is looking to be the guy here for now. And I like Dan Vladar. That's the whole thing. So, I mean, I'm down for Dan Vladar. If you want to pick him up right now, I'm all for it. But for now, until we find anything else about Jacob Markstrom... Dan Vladar is the guy. What do you guys think about that? I think I have the perfect thing to say is having Dan Vladar, he can just give up six goals like he did yesterday. That's pretty much the full Vladar experience. Like he'll be good. Calgary is good, but he can drop six on you. So heads up. They also only play once next week. So there you go. It's the out. other two games got postponed. So it's true. Plenty of time for Markstrom to get back. So this could be all for naught. Maybe Vladar gets that start, but maybe. Markstrom's back by then, too. 
Yeah, they lost games against uh, Islanders and Vegas next week already. Let's stick with another goalie here, and that is Vitek Vanacek. He is out with a non-COVID illness. Sansonov is, you know, just coming back from a non-COVID illness, and he's going to be getting the bulk of those starts. Now, it didn't start out too well last night against St. Louis, Mm -hmm. where he gave up four goals on 16 shots for a 750 roast beef sandwich. And that is expensive for a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> unless it's really good roast beef. But Samsonov got fucking shelled. That's looking rough. Now I am still down for a Samsonov pickup if he is available in your league. Now I don't expect Vanacek to be out too long, but they do play Monday against Boston, and then they have four days off where they don't play again until the weekend. They play Saturday, Sunday. They have a back-to-back. I'm, I'm thinking Samsonov is going to get that game against Boston. Is anybody interested in Samsonov against Boston? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Me too. Me too. Sure. Capitals are good. Sign me up. Sure. I'm down as long as he doesn't get another 750. That's fucking rough. Moving on. Charlie McAvoy. What did I just call him? Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> the the Jaegers hitting the Jaegers hitting quick. Charlie McAvoy was a game time decision for today, and he did not play. That is your power play quarterback there for Boston. Grizzly just isn't the same caliber of player that McAvoy is. And McAvoy's been playing well this year. I like him as that power play quarterback. Started out a little slow, but he definitely came back on. So if anybody dropped him and, and you picked him up, that was great. Um, but he he's he's out for now. I expect him to be back, obviously. Um, again, now they're going to be playing Washington. I'm thinking he should be back for that game. If he was a game-time decision yeah. for today, I would think that he will be back on Monday. Eric Carlson, he also missed today's game against the Flyers. So you will not be keeping him in your starting lineup for the time being. He could be back next Tuesday, which is their next game. You know how I feel about Eric <laughs> Carlson. I just don't give a shit. They play against Detroit. So if he is back, obviously you were sliding him right back into your lineup playing against Detroit. Now, James Reimer is also out for San Jose. He was supposed to play tonight and did not. We'll see how he goes next week. They have three games next week, but none of them are back to back. So we'll kind of see if it's an Aiden Hill or a James Reimer kind of week. Maybe he gets one start. We'll see if he's back at all. Nicholas Backstrom and TJ Oshie are both out again. Now, they both just came back from non-COVID illness, and now they're back out with non-COVID illness. they got to stop kissing so much, these two guys. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. I think Ovi's going to be a little upset that, you know, Oshie's stealing his boyfriend. So they're out for now, but I do expect them to be back shortly. Next up, we kind of have just the wild. I will just say we have the wild next. We're going to start with the big fish here, Kirill Kaprizov. He got rocked into the boards. Kaprizov took a big hit along the wall. Kulikov came to his defense and... Did not look good. No, it, it didn't look good. That sucks because we all love Kaprizov. I mean, what is there not to love? Jonas Brodin got hurt in the same game. He was blocking a shot. Now, he's a top, now he's a top pairing defenseman for them not playing today but we'll see how he is next week 
everything that I've been reading says that he actually might he might be out longer than expected. That sucks. Yeah, it does because he's such a strong defensive presence. Yes, like it's it's brutal in Minnesota right now. Hold your tea, hold your tea there for a second because they actually do have some good news coming around the corner. Joel Erickson Eck did skate this morning, so that is some good news for Wild fans. Now he hasn't played yet, but he is he is skating. And Cam Talbot and Jared Spurgeon are both expected to start skating early next week. Yeah, that's good. This is good for the whole fact of they actually only have one game next week. And they they play on Friday against Anaheim. That is the only game they have. So that kind of gives them a chance to, you know, get started skating and everything like that. Maybe we'll see them in that game on Friday against Anaheim. Your Jared Spurgeons and your Cam Talbots of the world, yeah, I'm plugging and playing right away. I might give Joel Erickson Eck more of a, you know, a day to kind of see where you're at. I'm let you get back in game shape before I start you. Um, but a Jared Spurgeon and a Cam Talbot, I would be starting immediately. But at least they have at least they have a light at the end of the tunnel. I was I was so excited. So like next week their schedule not being so great. Sucks because Rossi got called up. Boldy got called up. Boldy scored a goal too. Boldy did score a goal. And I, I guarantee most of us were betting on Rossi. I know you were. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fun. Like he's a fun guy to own. I've been rooting for him like for a while. You know, I always kind of pick one guy per draft class, and Rossi was my guy. And then this year it's uh, McTavish. It's a big McTavish year. I wish it was a good streaming week because I'd be all over Rossi. I want to be excited about him. The one good thing is they've got the whole week off. So those kind of guys, like Erickson Eck, you can imagine a lot of people are going to drop him looking at the schedule, right? Because they're going to, oh, they don't play at all. So he might actually be a little bit more available. Yeah, sure enough. And that's an off night, too, that that uh, Friday. So it's a good point. There might be some guys there to look at streaming later in the week and just keep an eye on, see if they get dropped. The only other thing that I really have to bring up, and I know I don't really talk about the COVID-19 guys that are out, but these are some big ones. Obviously, we know about Mitch Barner, Brian Rust, and Jesper Bratt all being out. Now, I know those three names don't uh, don't kind of hold the same clout, but Mitch Barner being out is a big deal to me. Brian Rust, after the um, the restart that he has once he finally started playing, so he's been playing out of his fucking mind. He's out with COVID-19. And our boy Jesper Bratt. I love Jesper Bratt. Now he's out. Forsberg's out now. Forsberg's a big name. That was just tonight, so we'll know more as the weekend goes on. But, man, like you're saying, like some big names. I hope people drop Jesper Bratt because his name doesn't hold the same kind of weight as, you know, a Brian Rust or a Philip Forsberg or especially a Mitch Marner. Jesper Bratt, I could see being dropped. And I hope he does. I hope he does because I will pick him up and I will just stash him. I don't even care if I don't have room to stash him. I want him on my team. Uh, Tarasenko too, hey? Is he on uh, COVID? Yeah, Tarasenko's got COVID. Tanks on the COVID too? According to Yahoo. So go, go, go check out like, you know, day of lines and all that things. Like right now, Kerfoot's on top line with Marner out. Uh, but the guy that, you know, Raj, you brought him up in our group chat the other day, Ilya Mikheyev. How do you say it, Raj? Mikheyev. It's not Mikheyev. Mikheyev. 
Mikheyev. Ilya Mikheyev. So, Ilya, he's back. Mikheyev. I, you know, I had people convincing me that it was an S, like an S sound, S-H. You had people lying to you, which isn't anything new. Mikheyev has like really quietly, number one, he's in the top six. So, you know, we're right up there with bunting. We're right up there the same place we were with Kasha, maybe not with the power play, but Ilya Mikheyev, man. Uh, what do you have? He had like seven shots in a game or some shit. Like so far, he's been back three games and he's got thirteen shots and three goals. Uh, two of them are on the power play, so he is getting power play time and and making hay with it. So <laughs> definitely on board if you can get the hell of that guy. Okay, so two goals against Ottawa. Fine. I mean, I believe it. Uh, goal against Edmonton. Yeah, seven shots, six shots. His last game, he didn't have too many. Sh- he had zero. But yeah, that's 13 shots in two games. So whew, sign me up. Sign me up because I like when people shoot. Rest of season, sustain that. Oh, no. Yeah, he's great. No. He's fitting right in. But I, I do think he is like the closest thing to a Zach Hyman that Toronto has. So with him finally being healthy, I could see him sticking inside the top six. I, I got my eyes on Mickey F here. Yeah, I like him a lot. So that's it for injuries. You want to move into storylines? Some yes. big ones. Let's do it. So Evander Kane has been placed on waivers in um, unconditional, like they want to buy him out. And, you know, Evander Kane's like counter suing or whatever the drama is behind that. But like there is another wrinkle here to the Evander Kane. So he'll be bought out. That contract will stay on San Jose's books for however long. But somebody else can offer him a contract. They're not going to have to trade for him at 50% retained or whatever you know jazz that they might have been coming up with. But it seems like there's another avenue here for Kane to get a shot on another team, probably Vancouver. No. I know they've been, I know they've been dicking around him for a while. We don't have any money, though. I, I don't want him. Yeah, but if he signs a league minimum, he's already getting like buyout money. Signs a league min, which is probably going to be good for you know his lawyers and shit. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, keep an eye on on the news there. He might sign somewhere. Um, he was doing some AHL stuff, and they just don't want him anymore. He's not going to play there. So if they buy him out, he can sign a new one. I mean, if if guys like Tony D are getting second chances, I think uh, I think so. someone's going to take him. He's fucking great. And whoever takes him, he's going to have a lot to prove. And the second he starts playing, we all know what Kane does. He does everything. Uh, Fantasy-wise, he's... He's going to come out on fire. It's a stud. Yeah. He's like a Timo Meyer 2.0. Yeah. Someone's going to take him. All right. So I have some other news here. That's just fun because I want to, you know, once again, get excited about Blake Coleman. <laughs> Got put back on line one, scored a goal. Uh, even more exciting is uh, Daryl Sutter is changing up the power plays. Andrew Mangiupani is on the top power play. Yes. As of right now. So Sean Monahan got the boot. And Majipani moved up. That's fun. That's exciting, right? And like Majipani's been a little bit quiet as of late. So this for him, I like I love this for him. This is great. Do you see uh Coleman had a 12 shot game against Florida? <sighs> There's no reason not to love this guy. He took a while off there, but he's back. Like he is yeah. back in a big way. Yeah, like the bulk of the season, and then I dropped him, <laughs> and then he started shooting 12 times a fucking game. I think we actually said that on the show. I think came up drop him so that he'll start doing well and that's exactly what happened <laughs> yeah and i did too and i i definitely did drop him too like 100 percent. 12 shots one game eight hits the next game 
and four points in the last four. He is totally back. Yeah. In every category. The guy's on. So check him out. Like he's doing stuff in a lot of areas. In Toronto, Nick Ritchie cleared waivers. He is playing tonight. I think he scored a goal tonight against uh, Colorado. But um, yeah, Toronto's over Nick Ritchie. I think uh, many of us are as well. Okay, so I, we talked a little bit about Zach's team getting healthier. Kucherov's back. I want to know, Corey Perry's been having a hell of a set of weeks. Yeah, I picked him He's up. He's been on it. Yeah, Andre Pallott, uh, as a result, is going to lose his top power play uh, you know, tenure, whatever you want to call it, but like Palat's getting moved down. Um, Perry, I, I just don't know how this like trickles down to him a ton. He's still on the second power play where he has been. And, um, you know, basically what I want to know is where's your guys pulse on both of these guys? Corey Perry's still playing on that, uh, third line checking line and Palat is actually, you know, with losing the power play time, He's getting Nikita Kucherov on his even straight line. So that's like kind of a washout, right? Where do you guys land on Andre Plot? I'm still down. Yeah, I'm 100% in. Yeah, I'm still down. I mean, he still has eight points in his last five games. Are you down on him or are you down for him? Yeah, I'm still down for Andre Plot. But I am also down for Corey Perry for the sole fact of, yeah, I, I picked him up. I picked him up myself. And it has worked out, and Corey Perry keeps on producing to the point where I haven't dropped him because he hasn't given me a reason to. Yeah, I had him on our list for for later as well. Like he's he's been putting out, and they have a great schedule next week. I've got him in in one league at least, and I hate him so much, but I kind of like that he's doing this. It's, it's awesome. Why do you hate Corey Perry? That's yeah, mostly the lower part of his face. He's one of those no chin guys. That's just kind of mean. That's my job. A couple things that happened inside the injury report. Jacob Vrana skating. Jakob Vrana is skating. So keep an eye on that in Detroit. Uh, he could provide you know, some value going forward in your redraft leagues and whatnot. Klingberg requests a trade out of Dallas. He's got like half a year left on his contract. I, I think he's just he's over it. He's not getting the... The love he wants, he says. He says he doesn't feel appreciated in Dallas. So he wants a trade or he wants people to start sucking on his toes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But so a trade um, is what do you think? Then. Like the trade's imminent. So I, I don't know if he could be like a mutually beneficial type of uh, deadline deal, uh, sign a trade. Who knows? But, you know, Klingberg can be on the move. It's just something to keep our keep our eyes peeled for. I don't know where he could go, and I think it's too early to speculate. Like Vladimir Tarasenko requested a trade six months ago, and he's still on the Blues. The whole thing is, uh, at least as far as like offensive players, like you can think that off an offensive player going to a new team is gonna have some semblance of, hey, I can just keep on shooting. Now, an offensive defenseman having to come into a new defensive system and everything like that and still produce offense, that I don't trust as much. So a John Klingberg getting traded to a new team and having to learn a new way to do things and still be offensively sound, that I'm a little worried about. Are you telling me you're getting Kevin Shattenkirk to the Capitals vibes? Yeah. It's eerily similar, I could, I could actually. That's actually a really good comparison. And that yeah. And how well did that work? Uh, I think they won a cup. 
I can't remember if it was that year. Shattenkirk didn't help though. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, not in fantasy. He was he was a bum. Still is a bum. All I got left is Tukarask. You know, Providence is not playing right now, but uh, he's going to play some games for them, probably a week or two, and then, you know, get moved up to the big club. So there is a little bit of time. So like our Jeremy Swayman owners, you don't have to fight the three-headed monster. Swayman is the only one that can move up and down through waivers. So maybe he's the taxi squad guy. But I mean, let's talk about it. Like Tukarask last year put up slightly better than league average numbers. I don't think he's like a league winner. I don't think he's a league saver, but uh, he's also going to be getting starts. We need starts. <laughs> One of three goalies getting starts. So, you know, pick him up if you want, if you're comfortable. I think the ceiling here is not awesome. That sucks. I like Jeremy Swayman. He's not the guy from the old days either, but I think he's still worth a pickup if you need a goalie, which like... Say for me this week, I'm going to miss goalie minimums in at least three leagues just due to cancellations and stuff like that. Like I went in, did what you're not supposed to do. I used up all my moves on Friday and then woke up to a bunch of cancellations with no way to make it up. Don't do that. You got to save at least one for Sunday nowadays. That's most of the time it's a goalie. In a in one league, I just had to fully punt starts. I have a team that's got two solid starting goalies and I have zero starts. As of Saturday morning, I had zero starts still. So it's it's still horrible when it comes to that. So having another reasonable goalie <laughs> to stream is I'm more than fine with that. Doesn't hurt. I'm more than fine with that. Doesn't hurt. I got nothing else on the uh, the storylines here, guys. So let's move into the week preview. Let's talk about who's got the best schedules, worst schedules, all that stuff. Nod, you want to take her away? Sure. Yeah. There's a few a few teams that have good schedules next week. I um, picked out four that I really like. Uh, they've all got four games next week. You know, as we've said many times this year, it's like as of right now, that's the case. We'll see. You know, Vancouver's game tonight got canceled. That's always a Concern if you're playing Canadian teams, especially right now. But Seattle, Colorado, Vancouver, and Tampa all have those four games. They're all very good. But why as well start with the teams to not talk about at all for next week is Minnesota. They have one game. Edmonton only has one game left. Winnipeg only has one game. Vegas has one. And Calgary has one. Try to avoid those teams unless you're getting that one specific game as just a a one-night streamer. It wouldn't surprise me either if Calgary winds up having zero games. Like Ottawa's been canceling quite a few lately. Heads up. There, I guess Ottawa's going and doing the Calgary and Edmonton trip. So Edmonton's fucked too. So I wouldn't be surprised Monday. Like I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Edmonton has no games. Now. That's a very good point. I think it might end up being the Oilers and Flames because Alberta's in really rough shape when it comes to all this stuff and. Ottawa's just a mess as it is. So it could very well be Edmonton and Calgary have no games, which ends up leaving Ottawa with no games when it's all said and done too. So really keep an eye on those. Um, I would just avoid it. I would just avoid those teams. Drop McDavid. It's not not worth holding on to. You know what's been a hot topic is all these postponed games. Uh, People are thinking about a strategy that would be like pick up players on teams that have the least amount of games played right now the most postponed games but if you remember back to last year you know calgary and vancouver were doing those bullshit games for for no reason and it wasn't even inside our fantasy year so you know i mean i'm not for it i don't think like maybe these games are get played after playoffs maybe for me that strategy 
I'm not doing it and I'm advocating against it. I wouldn't advise for it. I, I wouldn't say think season long. The one thing I'd keep an eye on, though, is with that extra time where the Olympics are going to be, some of those teams that have had a lot of postponements might be able, might get a, a little beefier schedule through those two or three sure. weeks. So we'll have to kind of just see how they reschedule It'll that. Be the stream teams. But I would very much not, yeah, just like you said, I wouldn't count on, oh, there's teams going to have so many games at the end of the season. Well, yeah, like... Half of them turn into bullshit games that don't matter. and It's outside fantasy, too. So Yeah, and, and the way that we've all been doing it for the last few years, especially of like not playing the last week or two of the season because they're they're bad as it is. So I just I just wouldn't wouldn't do that, just like you said there. But in terms of things we do want to talk about, good schedules for now. <laughs> Seattle has a pretty good schedule. Yes. Especially to start the week, especially to start the week. That's one of those things where yeah, uh, you're going to split that schedule up by, you know, picking up a Yanni Gord for that Monday and Wednesday and then drop him for somebody else who, you know, who has a bunch of games going into the weekend because they play on a lot of heavy days. So you might not be keeping Yanni Gord in your lineup for those heavy days. But on a Monday, Wednesday, when there's light, yeah, I'm down. I think... For me, the guys in Seattle, If if are we moving straight into Seattle? Yeah, let's do it. Adam Larson. Adam Larson and Jamie Alexiak, even though I, I think Alexiak is out right now. Larson for periphery. I, th- I like Everly, too. Like both these guys, Larson, 17%. Everly, 30%. Yahoo. Jared McCann, 22%. Anybody you want. Yanni Gord is out right now. I don't know how I feel about that. He should be back. Uh, he's back, actually. Back. He is back now. Yeah, yeah, he's back. Is he? Don't be called. Don't be calling me a fucking liar. Schwartz is still out. May the Schwartz be with you. And may the Schwartz be with you. Yeah, Schwartz is out. Tanev's out, but um, yeah, Alexiak's in too. I don't know. I got that plugin for Yahoo that shows you what line people are on, and Alexiak's an NA, and Yanni Gord's an out. So I don't know where they're sourcing their information, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Daily Faceoff tells a different story. Alexiak on the top pairing, getting tons of bangs. Jared McCann, Jordan Everly, both on the top line right now, top power play as well. McCann and Everly, 30 and 22%. Even Giordano's down to 40. I don't have a ton of faith in Seattle. That's what I, I started my notes with. I don't trust anything about them, especially their games are against Colorado. That is a good early week game, which is actually, that's a nice bonus to have a game in on Monday. But that uh, playing against Colorado, there will be shots to block. So Adam Larson might have a big night. Uh, Giordano might get some blocks. But I don't know how much scoring they're going to be doing next week. Um, they got St. Louis as well, so it's a tough week for them. Um, Yarn Croak, uh, he's he's point per game in the last uh, couple of weeks, but it's Kelly Yarn Croak. Yeah, it's hard to sell. There are those few guys. If you need players, they have players available because nobody wants their players. So, <laughs> you know, we are all scrambling for, for games played sometimes. So you might have some players there. I love Colorado's schedule. Way more enticing is Colorado's schedule. Yeah. The back-to-back against Arizona, they're on the other side of one of Seattle's games. So they get to see Seattle where Seattle gets to see Colorado. And then, you know, the early week has a back-to-back with... um with Nashville. So you get two games real quick. And then if you're holding on, you get two against Arizona, which should be pretty lucrative. I mean, Colorado is the highest score team in the NHL and Arizona 
I mean, don't quote me on this, but they're not scoring. And I am pretty sure they let up goals. Yeah, I don't think they're very good. The only downside is it is Colorado, which, you know, everybody knows about them. Yeah, it's hard to hard to pick from, right? Do you think, and this is a question because I got them, question for both of you guys, two back-to-backs this week against pretty weak teams. Are we going to see Francoise or Francoise or Francoise or Francois or whatever? That's all they play is two back-to-backs. So you got to think Francoise is you know, possibly looking at two starts here. I think for sure he is. Um, Kemper got pulled tonight against Toronto and Francois went in. So we're going to see him twice more next week. Nice. Good call. I like that one a lot. Um, In terms of players, like we're saying, like they're just so everybody knows what they do. uh, But yeah, this team is full of just go checks. Yeah, they do have Bowen Byram uh, is back and he's okay. Uh, and available, 36%. Eric Johnson for Perifs, um, and he's been getting a few points. He has five in the last seven. I mean, if you're on Colorado playing against these teams, you're probably going to end up with some assists at least. That is the only bummer there is they're just so well-known. Uh, everybody knows about them. Yeah. Um, Burkowski's a just-go-check at 68%. Sam Gerard worth a shot if you're going to go look. That's really it man like there's there's not much else going on like alex newhook has been getting some looks here and there scores every once in a while doesn't do much else did Devontae's if he's out there he's 86 percent rostered so probably not but give him a look give him a try i think francis is the play like you guys were saying yeah i've been dragging that guy around all season in my ir i better get some games out of him well if it works it works Another sort of more similar to like Seattle's situation <laughs> is uh, is Vancouver's situation. They probably will play because they are on the road, so it's they don't have to worry about the the Canada stuff. They got four games. Yeah, it's it's in Florida too, so they're playing the worst possible four game road <laughs> trip. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they're probably playing with their shirts off. Florida, they're playing. They're playing. no masks, no helmets, even lick each other before the game. Everybody's spitting this cup. We're turning it into foam. <laughs> Spray it all over the fucking fans. America. <laughs> I think we can count on Vancouver's winning streak coming to a, a full stop. Because we're on a winning streak? Yeah, you might have heard. But it's Florida, Tampa, Carolina, and Washington. Yeah, that's tough. All on the road. You couldn't really ask for a harder road trip than that. That's brutal. Tampa looks, t- Tampa looks tight. But uh, let Vancouver, who are you streaming from there? Uh, I have my two my two go tos are Tanner Pearson and Tyler Myers. Both are seventeen percent actually, and both guys are just kind of across the board. They usually get a couple numbers in each category. Never do anything crazy. Very rarely get shut all the way out. But and Boudreaux has uh, got them happy again. So the, bo- both of those guys just have solid numbers. Probably lean more on Myers uh, given the teams they're going to be playing against. You know, it seems like Pod Colson has slowed down a little bit. Oh, yeah. Hoglander, he's he's trying. He leads the team in, in shots over the last two weeks. Um, yeah, you're looking at 12 in the last three games. Him and Garland have the same shot rates. Mm. Uh, Garland is 62% rostered, where Hoglander is 9%. So, uh, And their stats look pretty similar. And Hoglander's got four blocks, where Garland's got none. I don't know if that's it. Like something he just does, but uh, Hoglander's got a power play goal. I don't know. I like if long shot 
Hoglander. I love. I mean, I love the guy. He's one of my one of my favorite guys, and he's so good to watch. The only thing I'd be worried about with him is just. I mean, the whole team. Like, <laughs> they're gonna get just trashed on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Florida, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Washington. It's gonna be a rough week. Washington, you'll score some goals. You'll just get more scored on you. That's true. That's true. You know, it's it's a crapshoot against those teams. But yeah, you already alluded to Tampa. That's that's where you want to go. That's the other prime schedule of the week. They get their four games. Jersey has been tough, but it's still Jersey. Buffalo, they got Vancouver on the middle of that road trip, and then they got Dallas. So uh, those are some prime matchups right there. I mean, you got to look at Corey Perry here. 21% rostered. He's got 16 shots in his last six games, seven points in the same span. Still hitting. He's getting like 14 minutes. Like, you know, nothing to really write home about. Power play two, line three. This is what I like about Tampa over like Vancouver or Seattle. Like, there's options here and they're, they're options worth betting on, I think. Um, Plot, you know. On um, the third line. Yeah. Corey the Perry. Third fucking fucking sign me up. Plot's available in 11% of leagues. Killorn in what, 31%. They're not widely available. You know, Sorelli is 40% rostered. He's worth the but look. But Corey Perry is available. Yeah. 21% owned. I think he's the answer here. 100%. That's it. Like Tampa just always does it. It doesn't matter what's going on, who's playing, who's got COVID, who sucks. I mean, as long as Vazzy's in net, everybody else is fantastic. Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. Are we playing Elliot or Legacy or whomever <sighs> it may be? Against Buffalo or New Jersey, he's getting Buffalo. <laughs> like, like, let's go for that Buffalo game. Hell yeah, Brian Elliott, man. Like, if if he's healthy, sign me up. I mean, Brian Elliott definitely proved to me from his time, you know, on the Flyers that he's a great backup. In fact, there were times where I was happy that he was going to be playing instead of you know our boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're allergic to goalies? Oh, my God. I was holding that in while I was talking. I was trying to get it out before that happened. Oh, my Zach God. Zach hates sneezing. I've never seen him actually sneeze. He always holds yeah, it Yeah, I do hate sneezing. It's one of them. It's I like I, I hold them in. I kill brain cells. I'd rather kill my fucking brain than sneeze out loud. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, God. Mail that to me. I want that tissue. I'll be auctioning that tissue off on the website later. Only phlegm. <laughs> oh my god, I was I was trying to just finish what I was saying, just so I could see. Uh, you got it out. So you got St. Louis and you got L.A. on this list as well. I mean, even Dallas. Like there are a couple teams here that we've yet to touch on. Um, start in L.A. because I think there's there's a lot of fun options in L.A. It's another team I've uh, started to kind of like. Been a lot of a lot of people talking about their goalie situation there and the downfall of Cal Peterson, but as far as skaters go, they have lots of guys you can get. I know Zach loves Arvidsson. A plethora, if you will. A plethora. I love Arvidsson too. Yeah, I'm all about fucking Arvidsson this year. Five points, eleven shots, a power play point, two blocks. In his last four games, so he's got five points in four games. Thirty eight percent rostered. Um, LA's weak. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, they, they have three games. Uh, they're going to see New York, Pittsburgh, and Seattle. But to start the week, they have that off night. I, I'm, I'm in. I, I like it. And get this. Get this. The game that's going on right now. LA outshot Detroit 27-2 to two in the first period. What? Oh, Jesus. 27-2. to two. Is that real? 
Yeah, no, they're they're offensively there's some exciting guys, and that's another team where people kind of assume they're garbage. So besides Kopitar and Dowdy, you can get pretty much anyone you want. Trevor Moore has been on a tear again. He has these he's another dude like Niederreiter who just is amazing for one or two weeks a year randomly and then totally disappears for, for months at a time. But Moore just kinda had one four point game that's blown up his stats recently. Kempy is still thirty five percent. I always love me a Kempy. It's TJ's guy. TJ yeah. loves him some Adrian Kempy. I'll hold a Kempy. He's got three points in four games. Tons of shots. He actually, what is he? He leads the team in the last two weeks, four games. Uh, yeah. Shots, yeah. Hits as well, too. Whose Cheerios did Dustin Brown piss into that he is on the third line and Martin Furk is on the first line? Furk's got a shot. He, uh, what was it, like 110 miles an hour the other? Like he, man, he broke Char's record. So I'll give Furk a, he's got my attention at least. I just love his last name. It's like one of those things. There's where no vowels. Like, hey, yeah, take all the vowels out of your name, and what would it sound like? He's like, "Don't worry about it. Done. <laughs> Way ahead of you. <laughs> Go fork yourself." <laughs> you know who I don't mind actually, who's still doing okay, um, is Dino. He's always he's not getting great minutes, but sure, he's he's there. He's having a year. He's having fun. I follow. I have follow as an option too. He's uh COVID. He's he's vitted. Well shit. Anyway, that's LA. Uh St. Louis, we talked about in our weekend preview for the most part. Like Rob Thomas is kind of the guy, at least the one that I'd be picking. You dropped him. Dropped him like three three weeks ago and somebody picked mm, him up. So that might have been me. I just dude, he's gonna have more points than shots this year. <laughs> and that's like my problem with Robert Thomas. He doesn't fucking shoot. He shoots less than Chandler Stevenson. Yeah. Which is saying all you need to know about Rob Thomas. Uh, hey, give me the shots. He got another assist yesterday. <laughs> In fact, he got two assists yesterday, didn't he? Probably zero shots. Hey, okay. He had two assists yesterday and, and, and zero shots. He's got four shots in four games since coming back. Shot per game. It's not even plural. Color me surprised. <laughs> you can't. Uh, Ivan Barbashev is fucking tearing it up. He's 67%. One out of every three leagues he's available. Justin Falk. Like, he's fucking A awesome. lot of guys are like clicking right now. Braden Shen is available in a third of leagues, and he had a hell of a game back. Um, I, I'm looking at Shen. If he's available, I'm looking at Thomas. Barbashev, in that order. And if you're in 20% of leagues that Jordan Kira is available, man, he's got nine points in his last four games. Just just go look. He is tri-eligible as well. Fuck. Excellent. Krug, I mean, Krug's owned, but he's actually finally showing up. What's his last team? Dallas? I mean, Gurionov was a hit. He, he hit tonight. Uh, I'd probably continue riding that one. You know, maybe with this Klingberg news, Essel and Dell gets more of a role. I doubt it, but uh, Lindell is kind of a solid stream for peripherals anyway. Who else do you guys like in Dallas besides the goalies? I'm I'm into Gurionov if if you need some offense. I am out on Sagan. I know that. You know, I will say though, us saying to pick up the Dallas goalies did work out. A couple hits, 
couple hits. Okay, what else are we looking at here? Speaking of hits, your your Yanni. favorite, Yanni. Yanni. Twenty four hits Yanni in the last seven games. Hack and hack and pay. Yanni hack and pay. Yeah, he hits and he does it well. That's about it. I mean, what are what are our off nights? It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, very normal week. Uh, obviously, things can change at any point with with COVID taking out you know, half these games, but that's the week preview as it stands right now. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. But also that's the whole reason why as much as I hate to say it, like I can't suggest these week previews or these uh, not week previews, these week long pickups anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to take things a day at a time. Yeah. You have to split up your week. You have to, you know, I'm going to pick up somebody from Tampa or Colorado because they play back-to-back on Monday, Tuesday. Even splitting your week up into thirds where, say, okay, I'll pick up some somebody from Colorado because they play Monday, Tuesday. I'll drop them, pick somebody up from Boston because they play Wednesday, Thursday. And then, you know, I'll drop them and then pick up somebody from Anaheim because they play Friday, Saturday. Then I'm only using three pickups. Drop that person, pick up somebody on Sunday, boom, there's your four pickups. You can split things up into three sections because that's what you have to do right now. You have no other options. If you pick up somebody thinking that you're going to hold on to them the whole week, chances are you're not. Yeah, Edmonton went from four games all off nights to possibly zero games. So they went from having the best available schedule to having the worst possible schedule ever. Yeah. Yes. No games. So four games, four off nights to zero games. Top to the bottom. That sucks. You know, if you see that you have some available spots and there is a game that's happening tonight, load up. Like, get the games when you can because it's it's tough. But yeah, don't. I wouldn't make it too many long-term plans. The one thing I would maybe suggest overall is, is whether it's through trades or, or whatever, is maybe start running one more streamer spot than you normally would if your whole team isn't already streamers, basically, at this point. But, you know, really, I, w- I would aim to, like, see if you can swing any of those two-for-one type trades and maybe slightly upgrade one position just so you have that freedom because I have one team right now where I'm, my team's doing really well, but it is it is that situation where I don't want to drop anyone. It's almost better to try to have uh, make room for those extra streaming spots, even, even more than normal. I will say, however, the Florida Panthers are home all week, so you could probably bet on them play. <laughs> They will play. Because Florida is a madhouse. Florida is like going out on a boat to international waters, but you're still on land. Anyway, that's uh, that's curtains for the week preview, boys and girls. So thank you for listening. We are Five Hole. I didn't say it at the top of the show, but you guys can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. And you can join the Fantasy Hockey Discord. We will keep you there. Come in. Come and say hi. And that's it for us. We'll catch you Tuesday for Tuesday Trends. We're going to be doing some uh, second half outlook type things. Second half super show. So love yous. Bye. Love you. Love yous.